This is the Yoga Off the Mat podcast, a space you can learn how to deepen your connection with yourself, to live a fulfilled, passionate, and authentic life using the lessons from the mat. I'm your guide, host, and teacher, Amber Hagberg, and I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so that you can embody the practice of yoga and live your yoga on and off the mat. You're listening to Yoga Off The Mat Podcast with Amber Hagberg, episode number 40. And I'm super excited. We're back around the world. And today we have Sarah Elise. She is a creative stress management and fitness coach that helps high achievers eliminate stress and add joy into their daily routine. And this way, you're able to really tap into your zone of genius. And you know, here on this podcast, we're always looking for ways in which we can use our creativity in the places that matter the most to us, not only so that we can create more longevity in what we love doing, but also to have more joy and fulfillment. So I'm really excited to introduce to you today, Sarah. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for being here and really excited to dive into all things about stress. I know you had mentioned before we started recording that this month in April is all about stress management and something that I've really been working with women around the world during COVID at a time where we had not only like our own personal stress, but stress of like a global pandemic. And so I'm curious for you, how did that shift? your work helping women, you know, reduce burnout, but also having like the stress of the pandemic as a global society? Well, it was interesting because, you know, I think as a woman, I started tapping into my energy more. And what I had found is I was very nervous constantly. And I think it was the uncertainty. I used to go into different corporations and do lunch and learns. And then I would be going to fitness classes and teaching a variety, but it was, you know, back to back classes. And I was freaked out because I didn't have that outlet anymore. And I wasn't seeing people and I was nervous constantly. And then you're scared of people because at the time we didn't really know what was going on. So when I started to kind of tap into that nervous energy and recognize that I wasn't comfortable with quiet and being present, that was when the aha moment happened. And I started to live a little bit more presently, which was really lovely. It was a a cool experience. You just never tap into that energy when you're always on the go. So that I'm grateful for from that time. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point that what it did when we had to, no one had a choice but to pause when the whole world shut down is like to be in presence. And I think that's a scary place for many people and for someone that, you know, is health coaching and and helping entrepreneurs and and other uh, creatives be able to tap into that place of presence. Like, what did you learn about yourself in that time where you really had to, to slow down and look at being here now? I learned that I wasn't appreciating everything around me. You know, when I, when I thought of everyone that had different circumstances than I did, 
it really made me hurt inside. And it also made me recognize that I don't appreciate the life I had. So I started to really just be grateful every day for the things around me, grateful that I could have food delivery during the pandemic, grateful that I could go for a walk outside in the middle of the day because I could work from home now. There was a lot of little things that I started to be more appreciative and tap into. Yeah, I heard a sense of just overall, you know, appreciation for what I heard really is privilege. We had we had privilege to be in that place where many who don't have savings or didn't have like support outside of, you know, government support to be in a place of what you were mentioning before is like fear and nervousness because we didn't know what was going to happen. And now that we're going back to, quote unquote, our new normal, um, (laughs) what does stress look like? for your clients that you work with today? Like, how do you know they're stressed if they don't come to you directly? And they're like, Hey, Sarah, I'm stressed out because I find that sometimes we don't realize that we're even stressed quite yet. Well, like you said, you know, we're at this new normal and for everyone that could look different. Some people are going back to the office starting full time next month and other people are doing a hybrid model still. So they're used to a certain way of living now in the last two years, whether that be being at home with their kids more or having the freedom to go take breaks that they and and have these rituals and routines that they have crafted in their home. And now going back to work in a different way could also leave to leave to anxiety and nervousness all over again, but it's different. So it's important that we all just remind ourselves we've been able to make one change before we can make new changes and progress from there. And what would be some recommendations that you have for someone that has returned back to work in whatever fashion or form that looks like? Because I know so many people, even my friends included here in Costa Rica, were like, I learned so much about myself during uh, COVID. I'm not going to go back to the way it was before. They get an opportunity and all of a sudden they realize they're back in their old ways. And, and I can relate to that so much because I moved to Costa Rica for a calmer life only to find myself busier because you take yourself with you. So of course, when COVID was happening, we didn't have a choice. And then the world comes and, and life happens and it tests us. Like, did we really learn it? And so for some people, we go back, we go back to what life was before we find out, oh no, we're stressed again. We're doing it again. Um, repeating an old vicious cycle. How do we break that cycle to reduce stress and burnout? break that cycle by taking breaks and taking time for yourself. And just like you would do at home, even 15 minutes can be so beneficial. Just make that time for yourself. It could be, I need a 15 minute break to go take a walk, or I need a a 15 minute break to just step away from my computer and maybe do some stretches that my body needs. You don't have to feel silly in front of your coworkers because if they honestly see you taking the time for yourself, they are more likely to take initiative in their own lives and take time for themselves. And it could be actually a bonding moment and create and cultivate like this nice work-life balance and coworker collaboration. Yeah, totally. And it gives you really the opportunity to lead by example. You you see someone taking a break, you're like, oh, I need to take a break myself. Exactly. 
So what does like burnout look, look like to you or to your clients that come to you? Even like, you know, I love what I do. I, I absolutely love what I do, but if I don't take breaks and I don't make sure that I'm like taking care of myself along the way, I too will get burnt out. So I know that there are creatives in your world that love what they do and accidentally do it too much. And then they hit burnout. How do we reduce burnout? Well, it's really important that we identify ways we burn out. So for me, I used to go to so many networking events and it was great because I was connecting with people, but I was on overdrive and so was my brain. So I'd say, let's say tension headaches start to appear. So if you start to see or feel those tension headaches, that's one way to identify it. Another is to take a look at your schedule. Do you have too much on your calendar? Find the points that you have some breathing room to take that time for yourself or to just breathe. Is there any type of certain breathing exercises that you guide your clients through, or is it just simply bringing awareness to breath? So there actually are two different types of breathing. Uh, There's one that I, I think, you know, is very common in yoga and it's just a deep inhale through the nose and then exhale, pressing down through the diaphragm, through the mouth. I use a lot of diaphragmatic techniques from actually my back, my past, which was musical theater and having them just fill up their lungs three-dimensionally and then release feels so good, not only for their body, but also their brain. And they start to feel connection of their body and brain slowing down and they start to feel at peace. The other one is actually an energy booster and it's my favorite. It's just like an alternating breathing technique. You place one finger on your, the side of your nose and then you do quick inhales and exhales through the nose. So it's a funny sound, but it's like, <laughs> and then you just release it. So for 10 seconds and you can do it to both sides as many times as you need. And what it does is actually lifts up not only your posture, but also in your brain, it just sends um, to the frontal cortex of our brains, just a message to kind of let go and lift up. So we're really getting a nice positive um, serotonin boost as as we breathe. And it's just a fun little weight to energetically decompress, but also get more awake. So those are my my two favorites. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. What you mentioned too, of like being able to get more energy. It's like the the breath is, is what makes us feel more alive. And oftentimes when we're feeling down or getting tired or feeling stressed out, we can hold the breath or start to reduce how much we're breathing or the, the extension of the inhale and exhale. And so to get that, you know, a little bit of high there, um, from breathing. Yeah. It's amazing what our bodies can do. Yeah. And what, what happens in the body when we don't take care of stress? Well, when we don't take care of stress, our body starts to feel sluggish. And you might notice the first thing I always see in my clients is their shoulders roll forward, their neck kind of 
peeks out like a bird. And then they sit rounded in their low back as well. And so you'll notice that these chronic pains start to happen, whether that be in your back, neck, shoulders, or even your hips. So it manifests and it's important that we take some time to move so it can release that tension. Mm, Yeah, I like the word that you said about it manifesting. It's like the mind and the body are so connected. And I think sometimes we forget that. We forget that our thoughts are going to affect the way in which we feel our bodies. And I know you as a fitness coach as well, know the connection between mind and body. And do you recommend to your clients that are feeling stressed, that are hunching over, that do have this like lack of posture to get into like exercise, to move them, yoga, Pilates, like what is your recommendation for them to get out of their head and into their bodies when they are experiencing overload of stress? Yeah. So when clients come to me, depending on their fitness level, we craft a plan. So even my health coaching clients, I craft a fitness routine for them that really tailors to whatever their daily habits are. So let's say they're just starting a new routine. We will have stretches maybe in the morning or foam rolling sessions so that they can immediately let go of some of their tension spots that normally get triggered throughout their day. And then we also focus on movement at night too, to kind of, you know, reduce, reduce the, the tension that's in their body, but also create some blood flow so that they can have a good night's sleep. Yeah, exactly. And fitness has so like movement in our body and moving stress out really will affect uh, the way in which we sleep. And I think that when you bring up sleep, I'm curious, how have you noticed stress manifest into your client's sleep? I'll never forget when one of my clients had, had come to me and said, I wake up at five in the morning and then I go to bed at 10 PM at night. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't always get back to sleep because I'm worried about that 5 a.m. start. So they wanted to try and create something that their body was telling them, no, you need more sleep and maybe you should actually wake up a little later. So they started waking up at 6.30 instead of five. And they just found that they had so much energy to do all the things necessary. But then at night, just by changing that bedtime, they felt like they could ease into their sleep and then they slept through the night soundly. So just a little change can really make a difference. Yeah. And I know that for some people they wake up, like stress can have them wake up, you know, in the middle of the night and not be able to to get back to sleep. Have you experienced that before? Yeah, definitely. I think we all have experienced it in some ways. Um, Sometimes a nightmare could wake someone up and then they're worried that this might be real. And so they can't go to bed right away. Uh, That's one example. Another would be that they are dehydrated and they didn't have a glass of water before they went to bed, or they didn't really take enough time to hydrate throughout that day. And so they keep waking up kind of dehydrated and hot. So that's another thing that could actually help them is hydrating a bit more so they can sleep soundly. 
Yeah, definitely water plays such such an important role in, in our overall health and ability to, to sleep, but also to, to reduce stress because it's another form of elimination. Yeah, definitely. For you, Sarah, like how did you get here into to health coaching, fitness coaching, helping clients to reduce their stretch and tap into their zone of genius? So I was a performer for many years and I actually didn't realize that burnout was an issue for me because I would just do so many different projects. I would also work out so that I could keep up with my dance schedule and my my college schedule too was a bit filled. And then I would teach a class, a Pilates class. So there were so many things. I already taught myself that burnout was okay. And it kind of took me a while to really figure it out until my body started kind of what we were talking about with chronic pain. I started to develop chronic pain. I started to develop then tension headaches and then turned into migraines and it was constant and uncomfortable. And that's when I realized I needed to go and get myself some help. So I went to the Integrative Institute of Nutrition to learn more about nutrition, but also get my health coaching certification through them because I knew if I could help myself get better and understand the importance of nutrition and self-care, then in turn, I would be able to help other people. And I discovered that zone of genius was truly me listening to people's problems and, and what was truly going on and finding the root cause. So that's something I'm, I'm super passionate about and I'm excited to see how it develops more. Yeah. And I love that so much because oftentimes it's like us going on our own journey and then we realize, oh, this is something many other people need to go on a journey through. And maybe for the listeners that don't quite know zone of genius, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So I think we all kind of live in different zones. One could just be a zone of complacency. So just feeling comfortable with where you are and maybe don't not feeling comfortable with stepping out of that comfort zone. And then zone of excellence is you really, really solid and, and, and great at what you do, but don't know how to get yourself to the next level. And I felt like I was always stuck in that zone of excellence and I, I would continue to learn and everything, but I wasn't willing to take the next step to kind of get me to the, the level and the business that I wanted. And then I wasn't really doing everything I wanted. I was just kind of focusing on fitness for a while. But when I stepped to the very next level, which would be the zone of genius, that's when I discovered this utopia, if you will. I've, I felt unbelievable because I was starting to really see who I was, but also getting to know my clients on the next level of their journey. And whether that be uh, me getting my gut health certification or my clients recognizing that they had a imbalance in their, their gut, in their stomach lining, and being able to 
take the necessary steps to improve their overall gut health. Both have made me just a much better health coach, but also a stronger human being. Yeah, that's beautiful to be able to really like find what what lights you up and keeps you going and moving. Do you have certain like practices or ways in which you help someone that's like, Sarah, I don't know what that is for me, like a way that you can like work, work with them to find that? 100%. I think the first step for me is to have them actually journal. I love journaling. Um, and I've, I've really found it to be the most powerful tool for my clients to find the discoveries that they need to make the change they want. So I love kind of walking them through their current day and pointing out their stressors. And once they've written down their stressors, we start to find ways that maybe we could tweak something. So that's always the first step. And then it's kind of teetering on the line of, well, what do you really wish you were doing right now? You know, what kind of passion projects would you like to do on the side? And what I have found is that their passion projects are usually where they want to be. Some of my clients will step into a completely different career. Some of my clients have gone to, you know, I was an assistant, then I became a manager, and now I'm the CFO of a company. So witnessing that and and seeing them take risks, but positive changes start to happen in their lives is so beautiful. Yes. And and the outcome of starting to make those changes, like what happens on the other side, I totally agree with you. Yeah. There's just something to be said about people that can just say, you know what, I'm happy with where I am, but I know that there's something else out there for me. And I want to kind of seek it a little bit more. I want to take that chance and if I fall, I fall and that's okay. So that's, that's important too, because I know nothing is always perfect, but playing and having fun while trying something new is, is important as we, as we grow as humans. Totally. And allowing it to be messy because it, it, it's always going to be messy. Amen. <laughs> what would you tell someone that was like, I'm burnt out. I love what I do, but I'm tired. And I, you know, I'm going 24 seven. I don't know where to stop. What, what do I do? So they'll start with taking time for themselves. And, and then I say, plan your favorite vacation. What would your ideal vacation be? You know, again, journaling exercise, kind of get them into that mindset of, of what their perfect or fun vacation would be. And then as they're planning it, you know, they can actually go on it. That's option one or option two is that's the place they go to whenever they need a break. So let's say they want to go to Japan and they were like, well, I just want to go and enjoy, you know, a nice five-star meal. And I want to just be able to get engulfed in the culture or I want to go to China and I, I want to go through a tea ritual 
or, you know, just exploring different things. And then they get themselves into that place, that frame, or I want to be on a beach and just relax and take a listen to the ocean, just getting themselves into these calm places when they're feeling that stress point. And always they want to plan the trip, but sometimes they don't, we, we don't have the resources at the time to go there because time gets in the way or, or money. But when we transform or kind of think of a different spot that we're in, it can just reduce our stress that way. I love the idea of being by a water. That's one of my favorite ones to go to. <laughs> so it's super helpful if you need a break and don't want to just meditate. Yeah, totally. It's like taking your mind on a journey someplace that you want to go. And, and the best part about this too, is like, if it's something that you can't actually make happen in the physical reality, like now or in the next few months, it's like the more that you go to that place, when you're taking breaks from being burnt out, the more your body is seeing that vision come to life, feeling it in your body. And it's more likely to happen sooner than later, because you're, you're living it in the moment as if it's now, it's not only giving you a break from the daily stress that you're like doing, you're like experience in the moment, but it's also giving you now the ability to manifest that to happen sooner than later. Totally. Visualization is such a great tool we can all take with us no matter where we are in life. It's so great. Yes. Well, in honor of stress management month, what is something that you would like to leave the listeners with if they're feeling stressed or burnt out? What is something that they could do for themselves this month to really honor loving themselves, taking care of themselves and putting their health first? Well, you know, there is there's so many different ways that we can eliminate stress, but I think this is one of my favorite and it's called reduce your stress by making love to yourself. And I know that sounds silly, but I like it because it, we really do kind of put others first before ourselves. That's just how we live our lives. And so I always tell my clients and with, with my own podcast, with my listeners, I want you to figure out different ways to make love to yourself so you can attract the type of people that you want in your life and be surrounded with that love and light. So an example of this would be taking yourself on a date. It could be as simple as going on a nice long walk in your favorite part of your neighborhood or going to your favorite restaurant and just taking in that scenery and being okay with the quiet time and just letting yourself wander and saying how grateful you are in that moment and grateful of everything you are as a person. Yes. Gratitude. Always, always ending, starting your day with gratitude is a great place to plug in. Thank you. Thank you for that. And Sarah, where can our listeners find you, connect with you, tell us what's going on in your world and how they can continue to grow with you. Thank you so much. Uh, so basically you can find me on Instagram. That's usually where I communicate the best. It's at Sarah Elise coaching and I'm on there a decent amount. So connect with me there. Also my podcast, 
called Stress-Free Solutions and Amphers on there as well in April. So I'll be so excited for you guys to listen to her episode as well. So sharing is caring. Make sure that you share with Amber your takeaways because as I would love to hear your takeaways too. Thank you. Oh, and I guess livewellenhanceyou.com. Yeah, that would be a good one too. You can go to my website at livewellenhanceyou.com. Yes, and all of those will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. And don't forget the longest relationship most sacred, important relationship you'll ever have in this lifetime is the one you have with yourself. Nourish it, and we'll catch you on the next episode. And I want to thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. It's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insights. For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com groups slash yoga for inner peace to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress, build confidence, and create a community of other women who are like you wanting to better their lives to better their communities. Thank you again for being here. And if you're on social, Post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hagberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship, first from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.